Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Thank you so much for hitting play on the Holderness Family Podcast. That's so high energy. And what, what, do you and want? we have a question about that that oh. I'll get to in a second. Okay. We are answering questions from our community. We put this out on Instagram. Give us a follow over Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, we got real creative with the name of our account. It's the Holderness Family. You know, we have thought about just changing everything to Penn and Kim. Right. Because the, the Holderness family makes it sound like we're one of those people that like, I, don't I just wanna, think I don't about them. I, I think about the Mandrell but. sisters or the Osmonds. Or right. Just like, or the, the Partridge family where they all sing and dance, but it's really just like us. Right. Our kids have not necessarily become full-time social media creators. They have their own <laughs> lives oh of which I'm very jealous. Yes. They have fun. They oh have gosh. fun youth lives. <laughs> youth <laughs> Yeah, youth lives. <laughs> we are nailing this today. Anyway, this is our podcast, and it's our very favorite thing we do. So um, thank you for subscribing and leaving um, a review. And that just kind of, there's like a magic algorithm machine that like when you leave a review, it kind of helps other people find it. So we thank you. Yeah. Um, we love to do these Q&As because I'm constantly amazed about the creativity of your questions. And we got so many good con- uh, questions that maybe this is, you know, we'll have enough to kind of go on for a while. But do you have any questions for us? Here it's is our where we answer them. We will try our best to get to as many questions as we can. Forgot that we had a question song. I'm so sorry. But you guys had questions for us. So sweet Nancy Joy asked, Are you as animated in real life as you are in your podcast and videos? So when you got very joyful in the intro, that's what reminded me of that question. Pen one thousand percent is it is I think that is the feedback I most get after people meet Pen is 
oh my gosh, he is the exact same person. Like we just, yeah. he's just going throughout life and we happen to hit record in three minute segments. He is the exact same person. I probably am a little more animated on videos than I am in real life. I would imagine. Yeah. Do you think that animated is code for like a, a bit much? <laughs> um, yes. And, okay. but I honestly, like I'm not bothered by a bit much because was it Taylor Swift or somebody who said, if I'm a bit much, go find less or something. That is the best thing about the internet. If we are not for you. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting that you're going to find yeah. somebody else. Uh, I will say like, I, I am animated when I first meet somebody. I think, and it, but once you get to know me, like you're going to see, you're going to see slug pen slug pen is, and everyone with ADHD has slug versions of themselves, which just like shut down and literally will like stare at a TV screen or read a book or just kind of like, just need some time to recharge. Cause that's just, that's how we work. Mm -hmm. That's how the hunters worked in the hunters and gatherers, right? Like they spent days like super focusing and being highly energetic and then like killing an animal. And then they would rest for two weeks. But do you know that most of the food sources came from the gatherers, not so much the hunters? Yeah, we weren't very good at it, I don't yeah. think. Um, so you mentioned ADHD. I'm going to ask a question from Amanda Rosie 89 Okay. How do you build up confidence with ADHD? Yeah, so that, that answer has changed over time. Mm -hmm. I think it used to be seeking out what my superpowers were, harnessing them and being great at them, right? Like finding something that you really care about and is of personal interest and is new and attacking that because that's what people are great at with ADHD. And that's a good way. I think that's a good way to do it. I think a great way to do it is attacking those things that you don't like doing. Like I build confidence when I realize, oh, I can check off a list. I can clean a house. I can't like, you know what a big thing for me to do is like a mundane, like toilet cleaning. I know that sounds crazy, but when I, and, cause I, I don't like the idea of doing it's mundane. It's ADHD. It's stupid. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And then I clean it and it looks really clean. And I have this like little hit of a, of a, of dopamine, like, ah, I can do this. I am not an invalid. I'm able to actually, or to like finish and pay attention to an entire conversation and listen and ask good questions. Mm -hmm. But like being able to perform in those things that you're supposed to have a deficit on has helped me build confidence. I would also say the same goes for anxiety. Um, that I do think the way I build confidence and my ability to do something is by that. I think they call it exposure therapy. Um, just the act of doing it. Yeah. And um, I think I have, I've, I have more anxiety before an event, which is normal, but it, the more I can put myself out there and do things, the more confidence I have. So it's just exposure yeah. and just, uh, just actually doing the work. Of You're going to have some exposure uh, tonight. That's a big, big event for you. And it's like, we're not like, by the time you guys listen to it, you'll have already been there. So I, I'm not spoiling anything because it's already happened, but you're going to be in a very social environment tonight. There's the, it's the mixtape tour. It's new kids in the block and salt and pepper. Which you you like, can't miss that. I mean, so uh, the girls, the, the girl, the ladies of the H fam team are going out for ladies night. Nice. No, I don't mind. That's the thing is like, I don't, you you paint like I think introverts and people with anxiety get a bad rap. Like we like people. I know. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just telling you you're going to get some exposure tonight. Yeah, but that's not something I'm super anxious about because okay. it's not like I'm on stage. That's I just true. have to. And you know the thing I'm really most upset about though with this 
is I COVID numbers in our area are up by like fifty five percent or yeah. something like that. It's it, it one it's one of those things where most not that's, a, that's an exaggeration to say most people I know many people I know um, have COVID right now and um, but our kids are starting school soon. So I just want to you know I just want to make it so they could start school before we deal with COVID. So I'll wear a mask tonight at the, at the concert. Which is fine. It does not bother me to wear a mask at all. So it's not. A, but the problem I'm going to have is that Salt and Peppa is not. They're not going to know that I know all the words to their song. Right. You're not, they're, they're not going to see me sing along. <laughs> and that is just really like they need to know that right. I know all of the words to all the songs. And so that's. I mean, I'm a little sad. <laughs> I may like pull my mask down for Shoop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. You go ahead. You ask a question. Okay. Uh, sorry, I was on another one. Okay. Um, what is something you wish you had known or done in your first year of marriage? Thank you to Emily Rice Bagley for that question. Hmm. Uh, I think our first year of marriage was not as hard because we we shared an apartment. We lived together for the nine months before mm-hmm. that first nine months of living together was very hard yes but then once that's what they say i think they say the first year of marriage is the hardest because uh, that's cause for like the traditional time, i'm moving in right after we get married traditionally you're moving in not maybe not anymore i don't know what the um tradition is right now uh i think living together was really hard and i don't i don't know okay. I, I don't know well, I, let me think about that what do you think my answer is I, I would have gone to counseling. I, I, oh, I, I think, yes. and maybe that's, we can share that answer, but we, I think we had solved some of those problems that you described from living together for those nine months before, but there are still so many problems. Like you're still building trust in that person when you're yeah. first getting married, you're still learning how to be honest and tell them what you want. And we didn't get into that whole counseling part of it until way, way after. Um, until our kids were already born Mm -hmm. and until we had already done some parenting. And I just, I I think it would be smart to normalize like some checkups, even though you don't want to, because isn't there still that kind of stigma that when you're first married, like you're supposed to be happy as hell, like really, really happy. Uh, And so you'd be afraid to show any chinks in the armor because, oh, that's just going to fester and get worse. I think that's where my mindset was when I first got married. I love that answer. I'm going to steal that answer. Take it. Because I, I, yeah, I thought that because we, we were so gushy in love and then when we moved in together and it wasn't hard for any particular reason. It wasn't that you changed or I changed. It was the merging of the crap. <laughs> we lived Physical we also, and mental and emotional and everything. Yeah, yeah, and then we lived in New York City and you had a job that had some more flexibility and free time <laughs> i had a job that i was basically on call on an airplane and and you're also a huge extrovert so when i got yeah. i had a crazy work week and i just wanted to hibernate you wanted to go out so there was like all those introvert extrovert things that we could have worked through with we could have had better language to work through i don't even think we had we had those words no. in that language I think a therapist would have really helped us with. Yeah. And we could have just fast forwarded through that. I'm yeah. glad we did it now, but there, it should just be normalized. Like it should, it, like a learner's permit. Right. Like you just need like a little bit of uh, guidance for that first year. Not that like we should be doing marriage with someone else in the car with us, but just to have 
some restricted freedoms when it comes to like living and like have someone who can help guide you through that. I have to say, because Lola is, has her restricted, like her learners, what do they call it here? It's a learner's permit. That's what it was when I was growing up. I don't know if that's yeah. still what it's called. Yeah. Well, cause I, I call it, I called it her restricted license or something like that. Cause yeah. I thought that's what they call it in Florida. And they're like, she's 16. I think, I don't know. She's has her learner's permit. And she's doing a very good job. She's a much better driver than I was when she was 15. But the amount of time that you have to spend behind the wheel to learn this very important thing, I think it's appropriate. But the amount of endeavors we're allowed to launch into without that sort of training in our lives is insane. We should not be able to get married. People should not be able to get married or, I mean, whatever. It, but I think that we there just needs to be more education about all this stuff. Um, I love your answer. Okay. We got about 15 questions about what did you do with your amazing race winnings? Boop, boop, boop. Any fun purchases? <laughs> what did you splurge on? Oh, my this, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Can we, I, can I detail? Have, yeah. Can I detail? Okay. Yeah. We... Finally, and it took a minute and some emails, but it was, we finally got paid. And it was so much fun. And we raced to the bank. It was so much fun that Penn ripped open the envelope and he ripped the check in half. Yeah. And we taped it together. Yep. Went to the bank. They took it, called accountants right away. And I'll just tell you the numbers, folks. Almost half their estimated 447,000. 77. Four hundred seventy-seven thousand. Okay, sorry, sorry. Four hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars. They're estimating because it's an estimate, are for taxes. So that goes away, and we cut a big old check there. And it felt like I, I, I got kicked in the stomach. Yeah, and it just, just so you know, people you're not necessarily going to get 47% of tax on whatever you make. But when you get into that new bracket, you know, oh, it put us up into a whole new <laughs> you get, bracket. You get in a new bracket and it gets a little tougher. Yeah. yeah big old bracket. Um, and then we had made the decision to share about, I think if we're doing the math on it, it's like 35% of it. We're sharing with people up close to 40%. We're sharing with people and organizations yes. that we love. So people we love, organizations we love, that we're in the middle of paying. And it's one of those things where if, if organizations want to share that we've given them money, that's cool. But I just feel weird about saying, hey, we just donated $25,000 here. We are going to probably – I've been um, I've been clearing a lot of teachers' lists on Amazon. I've given myself a, a budget for that. Um, and so, and then Penn and I each, so we, we picked people and organizations and then we gave ourselves each $25,000 to give to our personal charities. Um, and so I've been clearing a lot of teachers. I didn't, lists. I didn't know that was part of what you're doing with yours. That's really cool. Yeah. And, um, and hopefully we can, we're trying to put a, like a blog resource together so more people can, cause that money's going to like that's going to run. And I also, I'm giving stuff to additional to some of the other organizations we're supporting. So, and then we made a promise to our kids that we would give them money. So we put money in their college savings account. Yep. Ironically, probably not enough to cover all of college. So we took the, the stuff correct. we're donating. We're, we're, we, we took a chunk out of it though. I think we got them a couple semesters. No, totally. For no, sure. no, no. So it, it, we feel Depends very on what lucky. College. Yeah. So we each gave them an equal amount. So most of the money went to charity and people. Some amount went to like so probably like twenty percent went to the kids. Yep. Yep. And then at the end of the day, our accountant gave us what what we have left to splurge. 
Do you guys want to take a guess how much we have left to splurge <laughs> after the donations in our kids' college? So 40% like... And the amount that we gave to other people. So 40, like I think, so we're like giving away, donating like most of it. We have $9,000 left. <laughs> <laughs> but it's $9,000. Yeah. Like I, people are like, oh my gosh. I'm like, but you guys, $9,000 is a lot of money. It is one, one hundred and tenth of a million dollars. But I have <laughs> just, to remind myself for, for that we worth. have been able to really, really impact our kids' college savings to the point where yeah. I would say by the time they got to school with their, it, it, they could do an in-state school and it would be covered, which is right. huge. So, so yeah, we're not complaining about the 9,000. I guess yeah. the point is... It's not a million. <laughs> well, there's just not going to be like a boat. Or no. like, a, or there's no new car. I I bought some vans on clearance for thirty dollars, <laughs> and I can't be happier about these vans. Well, and I just so I, we were I was at the gas station the other day, and I was like, you guys, the gas prices are still shocking to me. That's like how little this money has changed our life. Yeah, just so at the gas station, and this really sweet guy, um, total stranger, he's like, hey, um, with these gas prices, can I have some of that million dollars? I'm like. I want some of that million dollars. <laughs> and so I, it is not lost on me that $9,000 is still a, a lot of money. And there was definitely times in my life that, I mean, I, my first year, my first two years working, I made 13,000. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's less than 1% of a million dollars. And we are coming right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's be honest. We've all had embarrassing BO moments. Like any time you have to speak in public, if you don't put deodorant on, it's like a different type of sweat. And you and I did like a thing and I got done. And thank God I had a blazer on because it sort of masked it. But then I took it off and got in the car and it was just like. There is a lot of pit sweat. Uh, Fortunately, Lumi whole body deodorant is making it so none of us ever have to worry about that BO again. Unlike certain other DOs, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet. Lumi is a game-changing deodorant designed by an OBGYN. Fast forward six years and her whole body deo has now earned over 300,000 five-star reviews. How? Well, unlike certain traditional deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated to stop odor before it starts. More like a 
pre-odorant. I personally love that Lumi is baking soda-free and paraben-free. You can choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code HOLDERNESS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi Deodorant and use code HOLDERNESS. And it's Lumi, L-U-M-E. So people are asking what you splurged on. So you got vans. I got vans. Well, we also gave our kids, we got our kids laptops, like yes. good, good laptops. Like they, they yes. both, uh, Lola's into really into art. PC wants to be a gamer slash editor. He wants to, to, to do that. And so we're supporting them with that. My parents did the same thing. They, my parents were, they did not have a lot of money and they, but they knew I like keyboards. So they bought me a fancy synthesizer and that's, yeah. we did that. That's um, true. And so, you know, I blame that on Mo at the Mo who was in um, team uh, from team Mike and Mo at the amazing race finale. He walked up to the kids and like, he goes, what are you getting? And they're like, oh, that's what? Right. and he goes, no, you get something like your parents just won the amazing race. You get something. And like, they both looked at us. They're like, we get something. I'm like, well, you get college savings. She's like, no, he says we get something. <laughs> so and I think Bo's right. No, yeah. Bo's so right. They, they both they settled had to on live, laptops. They had to live without us for two pretty long stretches. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your splurge? I've seen some, seen some boxes coming in lately. Those are just normal boxes. That's like, <laughs> that's like groceries and stuff. I went to see Raquel, sweet Raquel was, from yeah. uh, the Purple Team in the Amazing Race. I, so I flew to Chicago. I haven't really splurged. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe we need to splurge. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Um, so on that note, yeah. if we are to splurge, someone asked what our favorite vacation spot was. Uh, and it, I'm going to allow you the ability to answer that question of something you haven't even been to. It could be a theoretical spot if you wanted to, or it can be a place you have been so to. So somebody asked a favorite vacation spot. Yep. Um, it, you know how if you have Google Photos, it kind of serves you five years ago, six years ago, some number of years ago, six years ago maybe, we were in Hawaii yeah. on vacation. We took two weeks, and I had never taken a two-week vacation in my entire life, and I don't think I still have. And we went to Kauai and Maui, and I that was my favorite. But also, next PC has decided, and maybe this is our splurge. Maybe that some of that money we got can be used for this. PC has decided he wants to go to Italy next summer because he wants to eat pasta five times a day. So I think next summer we're going to take the kids to France and Italy. So I'm going to say that's going to be my favorite too. Nice. What about you? Well, you took Hawaii. That would be my that would be my first. I. If I can go at least once a year to to Colorado, I grew up having tiny little mountains in North Carolina, um, and like a place like Telluride is probably my favorite place to go. Uh, especially once you get to it's it's like a great way to enjoy some exercise and also like great food and just breathtaking views all sort of at the same time. Although the last time we went to Colorado, we went to visit our friend Taylor Calmus, do dad, and you farted the whole time. Right. No, there's definitely, that's going to happen. There's like an altitude thing that happens like on your bowels. I mean, that happened mainly in one day. There was one morning where it just was all revolting against me. And I think, and they're the altitudes, right? That's what one of our altitudes, one of our friends called it an altitude. I just, I, it's a reset for me. It's, Mm. it's, it's like my, I can't go to space, but it's like being on another planet 
when you get to the top of that mountain on Telluride, like on like the prospect lift and you look around and you're literally at the ceiling of seemingly the ceiling of the world. I would imagine like there's probably some place in the Alps that would give me that same feeling, but um, I've never been there. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Telluride. I love that. And so somebody asked, and I don't even know if I have it on here is um, that given that your love for Colorado, somebody asked, are you happy living in North Carolina or do you have, this is WB mummy five. Are you happy living in North Carolina or do you have plans to move? Like, would you move to Colorado? No, I did live there for two years and I was surrounded by those beautiful mountains and that's perfect for like a week. And after that, and you have the same problem, Kim, I I was uh, like, I was raised near an ocean and I get like a land, like be feeling landlocked is a real feeling. Mm -hmm. You felt that way, right? Just like not like needing a a giant body of water with waves somewhere close to you. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're pretty close to the beach here and that's really nice. Right. I'd be, so I think if we do move, two things are going to have to happen. Our kids are going to have to be on board and they've got friends. They've got a pretty good situation here. And then the other thing is it's going to have to be even closer to the ocean than we are right now. Right. Right. I think most likely what would happen is our kids go to college and then we bail find a place near a beach or something, or we become those people that like split time, like a snowbird of some sort would be lovely, but then you have to be able to afford that. So we'd have to, Enter uh, another reality show of some sort. <laughs> and some and there's another question, and I'm trying to figure out who asked this. Would you ever be on another reality show? Hmm. I mean, I, I we always said that The Amazing Race was kind of the only one that we would do because it wasn't like super back talky what's the right term for yeah, it? Yeah, backstabby. Yeah, it wasn't very backstabby. It was like very positive. I think that Bertram like really did a good job like making that sort of the core of the show and it, it showed i think when we were there what about you like i i can't imagine you wanting to be on another reality show no 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 so hard no oh i'd be on family feud oh is that a, that's a game it's show. a game show yeah i would go on that's the maybe like on. dancing with the stars yeah. or, or something there, yeah. like that if there was a reality but I'm not an actual yeah. star if they had dancing with internet people maybe that if there was a reality show that put me in outer space i would do it hotel underscore lunchbox wants to know how's kim hunt for hobbies going so i had announced you guys that i was on the hunt for a hobby that's right and then i needed a hobby and i needed to get a life and i think um our lovely um the women who work with us were so excited by this because i was going to share my goal was to like share and do a blog series or something about all the hobbies i was going to acquire and to the point where they we asked for suggestions and you guys filled the inbox with so many suggestions of hobbies. Love them all. And I've just not, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't have the time. It's too much, Pen. Too much. I'm not going to say I don't have the time because I think it's, if I really was inspired to do it, I would make the time. But right now, I just, I feel like, oh my gosh, we're, we're in that season of life that I'm not going to wish away, but we're, I feel like we're driving hours a day with our children places to the point where I get home and I'm so tired that the idea of trying something new, I just, I can't, but then I don't know when a good time is going to be to do that, but it's not going well, but thank you for asking because I do need, I keep on me guys. Like I do want to do this. True or false summers for you are more exhausting 
than the school year. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. So this just wasn't the time to do that. No, you're right. And I have to cut myself some slack there because I do think parenting in the summer and but a working parent's working being a working parent in the summer is infinitely harder than when school starts. Yeah, and our kids have actually found some sort of new adventures that they've wanted to follow uh, that have required more travel and more time. And I was I was feeling um, I was feeling very at one point just exhausted, just like you, and thinking, man, no one else is doing this for their kids. And I got a <laughs> I got a text from my buddy Adam, who lives in Chapel Hill, who has been in Alabama uh, for three weeks. Mm-hmm. back and forth for travel baseball oh, and, and his kid is a pitcher which means they they uh pitchers don't pitch every day so most of the time they're out there and he's just sitting in the dugout like baseball are you like if you're a baseball pitcher yeah like every three days you pitch i hate to say that i didn't expose my kids to certain sports because of the schedule but i'll say i didn't expose my kids to certain sports because of the schedule swimming <laughs> oh yeah because i feel like i heard stories about 5 a.m. practice like twice a day practices and then baseball seems incredibly time consuming and expensive and we just said like your kid's not always playing right and then soccer here is soccer is a beautiful sport and i love it but i feel is it specific to our area or is it everything no no soccer is everywhere but but no, no no but i feel like in our area it is so competitive that unless you start when you're age eight and on a travel yeah. team at age eight, you cannot participate in middle school. Like you can't even make a middle school team unless you've been on a travel team. For sure. Everybody who tries out, it seems like, has had some other type of coaching or training, at least where we are. Uh, and by the way, I just want to give like a round of applause to because I know we're not the only parents doing this. Like if you guys are doing great. And like and I've actually really gotten to know and love some of the other parents who are doing this because you have to admire them as well. Yeah. Some of them like I, honestly like their schedules are more challenging than ours and they're still making it happen i want to say also i go on a little rant to anybody who will listen about the scam of youth sports people will listen to you this is your this is your platform go rant step on the soapbox and then i'm gonna get off Okay. okay when i was a kid no but seriously when we were kids and i went to a school in florida so florida you worship at the altar of football in high school i mean our town literally people who didn't go to the school would come to football games right and a lot of those guys who played football who were so talented got division one scholarships they also were on the basketball team and they also ran track and field like they did they did the seasonal sport thing and because when you're a good athlete you're a good athlete you're a good athlete at everything and so, and then they they probably went to the YMCA camps over the summer and they played basketball and football over the summer with their friends and stuff like that. But this, and we're participating in it, by the way, because, so for example, PC played um, soccer when he was, what, four or five? Yep. When they, it's like really impossibly cute because it's just like herding kittens and you're just laughing the whole time. And then he wanted to try flag football and then he wanted to try tennis and then he wanted to, and so we did the thing that you you do like that he comes up with an idea and we just say he took he took dance he took like we did we did everything and then he stuck to tennis for a while didn't like that and so when he was probably 10 so this is as the pandemic is starting and you know soccer is one of the only thing that's that's being played and at a, as a 10 year old there was not a team 
he could join. That would even allow him to go. Because, yeah. you, he, well, he would try out. He, so that's not true. He could try out. But they take how many kids and 60 kids come. I'm like, and so I talked to several different friends and they're like, oh, he could do this league. But like it, there wasn't an option for just the kid who just wanted to casually try it. So, you know, at that point, he just hung out for a bit. And then he's recently picked up basketball, which he's super into. But even basketball, you can't make a middle school team unless you've been on a travel AAU team since the second grade. And you can't get on the AAU team unless you've been on it before. And I just think if we could all just chill out, by the way, we participate in all of this. But if we could all just chill out and let our kids play, like, just, I don't know, it's so much. And I do, for what you guys, they're not all of them are getting D1 scholarships. So we that's could, correct. Like, it should be for fun. And I think we, I'm saying we as in like me too, have taken a lot of the fun out of it because, like, if you want to make a middle school team, buddy, you got to be out in the driveway shooting baskets. I'm like, no. So anyway, that's my, I think youth sports can be a scam. And there you go. Okay. Moving on. I, I think there's some truth to that. <clears throat> to, to everything you said. I, I do think that it's, it is, uh, organized, like a lot of the, a lot of it comes from organizations and comes from profit. Right. So that, I mean, they know that there are parents out there who have kids, you have dreams and the parents want to encourage and nurture those dreams. Right. Absolutely. And, and so this, the, there's a crazy demand that you can supply several different options in places, but it's it, it, the, the dream is <laughs> the dream is only available for, as you said, such a select few people, if that's really what their dream is, um, which is why I believe that all dreams for children <laughs> should be fluid. Yes. I love a good fluid dream. Like, yes. like you can't just say, I want to play in the NBA. I, I think like the kids should be like, it'd be really cool to like play in the NBA, but also to like play basketball in, in my space. driveway this afternoon <laughs> yeah. or to be a good artist. Like I just, I, I know you like setting goals and, but I like, I like my dreams for my children to be fluid and I like my dreams to be fluid. Me too. Like we have those like, business meetings that everybody has where they like talk about business. <laughs> wait you just said business <laughs> like meetings. where they want to set like earnings for the quarter i'm like let's just see what happens which is horrible business behavior ethics business i don't know what don't i'm talking about words. um but, but I, i'm a big fan of the fluid dream the no, moving goalpost the moving goalpost yeah. yeah but i you know because um there was like 70 kids who tried out for middle school basketball and he made a team. He made like the sixth grade team. But then I learned everybody who made the varsity team has like a private shooting coach. I'm like, Oh crap, we need a shooting coach. Like all of these things. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, can we chill out? But no, but now we're doing it all. Yep. Cause I want him we're doing to, all of the things you're talking about. Yep. So I'm doing all the things and I'm just, <clears throat> In a way, that is the moments I miss about the pandemic. Very few, but it is how simple life was right. because everything unplugged. You yeah. couldn't do any of that stuff. Right. It's, but it's a circular argument, right? You were saying you don't like these things are awful. You don't want to do them. But then you look at your kid's dream and your kid says, I want to play college basketball. Well, here's what you got to do if you want to play college basketball. Right. Now. Wow. Okay, should we move on? Like, Do we have time for a few more? We have like a lightning round at the end that we're going to do. Are we okay. there? No. Okay. Uh, do you have, okay, first of all, somebody asked a question 
that my self-help stuff, my self-help self, the person who's always into self-help, okay, it just it it felt like I kind Re- of it rocked me. Okay, but what's if the- you listed all the things you love, how long before you named yourself? Whoa, right? That's like the Dalai Lama wrote that or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so I say Lama. <laughs> How about a little something for the, you know, the effort? What was that? Caddyshack. Don't worry about it. Okay, sorry. (laughs) How long before you listed yourself? I would say, I would, I would list probably a thousand things before I even thought, oh yeah, myself. I've got five. Before yourself? Yes. Oh my gosh. I loves me some me. Are you kidding me? You do? I like, really do. But, but if I had not mentioned that and I just said, hey, Penn, list a thing, name things you love. You, Lola, Penn Charles, my dog, tennis, myself. You wouldn't, you would not have put yourself on the list if I didn't ask the question like that. I don't know. I think I might like, listen, I, I think it's important that you love yourself. I, I really do. And, and that's not to say... Even though I love myself, I think I would, like my friends from college, I think if there was a train coming and we were both standing there, I love them so much that I would push them out of the way and I would get hit by the train. If there wasn't the option that we could both just safely get out of the way. There's a few of them I would. Um, no, no. I jump in front of a train for all of them. Every <laughs> single one of them. I love every Kidding. single one of them. And, uh, and so, but that doesn't mean like I do really like I, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, nice work, dude. I'm sorry. Like I just do. I, I, think, I love that. I think my parents instilled that in me, and and I think you've instilled that in me, and my kids have reaffirmed that. Like I think I'm, and I, I think if you don't feel that way, it can stuff can get dark sometimes. It doesn't mean I don't get mad at myself sometimes. I get mad at myself all the time. I have to say that is some. We are we are so just wired completely different on that and and it's neutral it's not good or bad yeah and i i look in the mirror and i'm not i think for a while i was trying to channel the like body positivity and i've discovered that doesn't really work for me so i'm I'm going for like neutrality so it's not good or bad it's it is you know it is it is what it is um so i'm trying not to shame myself and how i feel about myself physically emotionally I do feel a little bit of like I'm embarrassed isn't the right word. I feel aware that I am not always emotionally. I don't feel confident that I can handle every situation. Although I have always handled every situation. I have evidence. There's evidence to support that I can handle myself in high pressure situations that I can perform well under pressure, that I can take risks. Over and, and over again. Over and over Better again. Better than 99.9% every, of the people on the Every bit of evidence suggests that I can handle any situation that's thrown at me. I don't have confidence in myself to be able to handle it. Oh, that. that's a bit of a left turn. So therefore, when I see, when I'm thinking about myself, I am not, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't make my list of things I love, which is, Something I should work on. I, not should. I hate that word. Something I'd like to work on is valuing, like having a well, little more confidence in that. Well, let me ask you this. You take very good care of yourself. I do. 
you i mean you eat right you uh you make it a point to try to get sleep you um obviously exercise like a ton go for you go for walks you you know have a I, lot my of, mental health and my physical <clears throat> health are a priority yeah, you you have a lot of different skincare oh methods gosh. that you i mean but look at look at my you're skin. beautiful yeah. you're i mean you're you're objectively and subjectively beautiful so this is all the behavior of someone who cares about themselves right. which is a component of love Right of like wanting or a wanting desire. happiness and success for like what that's the definition of love right like wanting if it's if you're loving a person it's like wanting their happiness and I, I and I want the happiness of my immediate family so bad that it aches inside me but I also really want myself to be happy. It's it's so funny that I I don't know if I define love like that and I think the way I care for myself it's almost as. I do it so that I feel better tomorrow. I take care of myself today because I know if I drank a lot or I ate like crap, I would feel bad tomorrow. So is it out of fear? It's so it's a more fear based. Okay. Then um, as I do it more out of fear than reward. Yeah. I hear you. And there's that's a lot to unpack. That's very different. That's very different for me. And you know what? It's so funny. We've danced around this issue, Right. We have it's and it's and it, it doesn't we don't get in fights about it, mm. but it's the way the way our philosophy about living life, I think, is is a little different in that sense. Mm -hmm. I don't want to fear anything. I might fear it, but I really don't want to. So I make it a point to try not to. If it weren't for you and I was talking to, to Taylor about this last week, I'm like, if that went unchecked, I would be in horrible shape right now. And I would be on the way to Taylor who uh, Pope. Yeah. Our, our, he's like our guru, mm -hmm. our, our training guru. If I, if I just let it be unchecked and I wasn't afraid of anything and I just lived life exactly how I wanted to, I would be on the way to my dad's kind of third trimester of life where I just, I wasn't in good shape and probably like lifestyle choices would lead to like dementia because it happens. Mm -hmm. Like Alzheimer's is a, a metabolic, uh, disease more than a hereditary disease. And we are a hundred percent locked in on that. Mm -hmm. Not that the heredity, heredity doesn't have something to do with it, but I, I think we both need each other in that sense. Mm -hmm. Like you need to give me a little bit of fear and boundary or else I'm just going to go off the rails. And maybe you need me occasionally to say, um, you got this. There's nothing to be scared of. You know, let's, let's go. Don't be afraid. Yeah, and I and it's so funny because it's not like I'm, I, I use the word fear, but maybe that's not right. Um, well, the way you described it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I I think I need better language around that, and better like I need to name that emotion more accurately because I've done scary things. I know. I've done hard, hard things, and you've done them because you know what you've done those things because you've had to, right? in a lot of situations yeah. like where you've had to where you've needed to yeah and so yeah and but i yeah i don't i don't i don't know but that was a really uh this is a good question it was a great question yeah. i actually put it up top because i wanted to start with that but then it didn't get a bullet and so it it kind of got lost in there but that is actually it was one of my favorite questions nice well uh so 
it we've we've gotten through a lot of these and isn't it interesting how just reading people's questions lead us into some pretty good conversations about ourselves and about what means what what our sensibilities are and what our priorities are and we learn a little bit about each other that way so thank you Mm -hmm. um do you want to end with lightning round i will i will i would love to end you want to ask yeah well we'll do i'll I'll do mine and then you do yours it's going to be like family feud like fast money round so by the way we have a friend melanie oh when is that when is that i don't know i hope she reminds us but um she just she and her family just went on and is it like her sisters her hot sisters that's gonna be amazing they're a very attractive family and her hot mom like her entire family is really good looking yeah so that's gonna be good (laughs) are her are her hot kids gonna be on it i don't know okay all right sorry i wonder why they got cast Melanie was my work wife for about a decade. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Melanie. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. All right. Top 10 answers are on the board. You got 20 seconds. Here we go. What is your favorite film? Singing in the Rain. Favorite TV show? Mm, um, I don't know. You want to say pass? Um, uh, yeah, um, the Good Place. Great. Favorite video you've ever made? Ooh, I love... The Gen X summer one we just put out. Wasn't that fun? That was so much fun. It was fun, shoot. especially because me and you had just a us shoot day where we just did crazy stuff. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, okay, favorite weekend activity? Napping. Yes, favorite vacation spot? We answered that. Yep, favorite meat to make at home? Meat. Oh, that says meal. <laughs> Sorry, my, my vision is, I've got presbyopia, you guys, so I can't, and I also like to use that word at least once oh a week. Oh my gosh, I, we, I actually asked Penn, I was like, has there been a week since you've learned the word presbyopia that you haven't said presbyopia? Yeah, and no. I think I said no. I've been making it a point to try to say it once a week just yeah. to annoy you. Uh, I love the ground pork like lettuce wraps. We haven't yeah. made those in a while. Glad yeah. you said that. Uh, waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Yeah. Favorite book? Uh, uh, there's so many. There's so many. I love to read. Uh, Nightingale was a good one. Okay. Oh, wow. God, there's been a couple books I've read twice. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll go with that. Favorite 90s movie? Mm. 90s like ferris bueller's day off that's 80s Ooh. 90s is like jurassic park usual suspects uh, a lot of the miramax ones like the uh a lot of the new line cinema ones well i know dirty dancing was like 87 88 would um, you like to option that into I'd the like 90s to option that <laughs> okay. into i'm gonna say dirty dancing it was like 1989 it came on hbo so. okay dirty dancing very good a uh, favorite uh game to play as a family uh family face off <laughs> slash family showdown guys we are reimagining our board game family showdown have to change the name because i'm going to bleep it out because a bleeping bleep 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 it'll be called family face off we think so stay tuned for that by the way you did great dirty dancing was made in 1987 yes (laughs) and it came on like hbo 1989 and like i I begged my parents to get hbo so that i could see it and i watched it 100 times and i i filled out the paperwork to be part of the dirty dancing 100 club because i'd seen it 100 times and i got a t-shirt for being part of the Dirty Dance. I did not know that about you. Really? Yeah. There's an entire summer where I just like watched it, rewound it, watched it, rewound it, watched it, rewound so it. My I recorded ma- it yeah. off of HBO and I just played it over and over again. My sister neighbor, Ashley, I think watched it a hundred times too. Yeah. It was her favorite movie by far. She had a huge picture of Jennifer Grey and like, it, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you. Yeah. Go. Favorite film? Uh, the Usual Suspects. Favorite oh, TV. and it, but, but Kevin Spacey. Oh, cancel. Cancel, cancel. I don't but you think you can still like the movie. It's I, allowed to happen. 
Okay, I'll stick with it. Okay, favorite TV show? 30 Rock. Oh, yeah, 30 Rock's a good one. Favorite video you've made? Uh, libido Killer. Oh, that was so fun. Can I can I take a break and explain something to, mm-hmm. about that? Someone asked us, actually, no, let's just keep moving. Okay, because it's not lightning round. Yeah. Uh, favorite weekend activity? Tennis. Uh, favorite vacation spot? We already did that. Yeah. Favorite meal to make at home? Um, your chicken Provencal, which you've taught me how to make. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. What it, crazy person says pancakes? I know. There's I, like, I think when you put a lot of things in pancakes, they, they taste good. Yeah, but waffles have ridges that allow you to put anything you want to. Whipped cream, you know, butter. You can put chocolate. It's, and it just stays there and kind of like, it's yeah. It's okay, honey. Sorry. Okay. I know. You're very passionate. Favorite book? Tie between uh, Project Hail Mary and Seven Eves. A favorite 90s movie? Usual Suspects. Wait, that's, that, that was my favorite film. Uh, let's go with Independence Day. Oh, it's like good. the cinematic experience of an independence day or Jurassic park favorite game to play as a family family face off. It's coming to your, uh, Amazon place yeah. of business in the third to we fourth just, quarter. Of and this the year? people were the, the amazing company we're partnering with, uh, we're driving them crazy. Cause we're like, like, Hey, I know you're wanting to send this to the printers, but we would like to change everything about it. I know we said we liked the other one two weeks ago, but now we don't. They are the nicest business people I've ever done business meetings with. I know. I don't know what to call these, obviously. They're like circle back alignment seminars but they're business meetings cool no but they are and (laughs) and these are the the makers of the game watch your mouth which Um, is the dental guard mouth guard game yeah mouth guard game and so we're partnering with those guys so obviously they're they're big time and they have a lot of experience in this and we are driving them bananas (laughs) so Uh, but i'm excited about it and it, it we are because we're kind of late to the retail they like they're already making plans for retail for like two years from now. So we were obviously late to the game on getting into stores for this holiday season. So we're going to sell it kind of ourselves via Amazon this season. And then maybe um, we'll be into big retail stores next year. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Good talk. So we've got that, a, when Penn talks like when he goes, it sounds good. That's like, him. I'm ready to go. He's ready to go. Like I, if I'm sick of hearing myself talk, you're sick of hearing me talk. So I think we wrap this up and you could click on another podcast if you want to. It could be another one of ours. There's lots of good stuff in there. Lots of good options. And you guys, thank you for your questions. We have a lot of good ones that we still will get to and we'll kind of work that into the rotation. I just love, honestly, I just love hearing from, from peeps. I think that, and you know how like when you get to see someone you haven't seen in a long time, you get a good question thrown your way mm-hmm. and it helps you connect with them. You guys threw some good questions our way and I feel like I'm, I'm connecting with you. So thank and you. It's so funny. We have some new friends, a couple who we have enjoyed getting to know. And at some point Penn texted because both the male and the female in the relationship are very in touch with their emotions. And Penn, we were, oh, yeah. you know, we're talking about like, you know, we both lost passing. a parent. Yeah. yeah. They both lost a parent at the same time. And, they were able to like express it in a very, they were able to feel emotions via text though, via like text. really mature sounding. Like, and Penn's like, I feel like I need to start processing emotions. <laughs> and yes, Pen. So by the way, people did have asked, they, there were several questions asking how you're doing since your dad passed. Thank you for asking. Kim and I just had this conversation downstairs and I'll try to, I'll try to summarize it. I'm still grieving. I think about him every hour but it doesn't 
it doesn't really manifest itself other than I'm thinking about it. And then I move on to what my next thought is. The, the funeral was incredibly overwhelmingly sad and beautiful and all of those things. And like a perfect closure for me. I know that there's going to be more grieving. And I am so grateful that people are asking me because they've probably lost a parent and it can, that can go on for a long, long time. And what I said to Kim was I started grieving the loss of him four years ago. Yeah. I started grieving because, and anyone who knows him will tell you he hadn't been the same guy since his brain went away. You know, it, it that that's just, that's what happens in the lives of our loved ones. Now they're, they're staying alive, but their brain's not functioning. And, uh, you can, you can love them and you can be around them and you can find those beautiful moments and even those moments of clarity, but you start grieving mm-hmm. way ahead of time. So when that happens, there's some relief. Yeah. Um, and so if, if you're looking at me and saying, boy, you seem kind of, kind of happy right now for someone whose dad just died, I'm not but I'm also relieved. Like I was relieved when it happened. It was like a weight was lifted in the room. Not just, not from me necessarily, even from him. He didn't want to be around. No, he didn't want to be around those last three years. He He asked me to uh, help him die several times. Yeah, And he asked his brother many times to like help him end it. And um, it's so, you know, this person is not wanting to be there. So yeah, for them, for them. Yeah. So, I think two things can be true mm-hmm. in, a, in a situation like that. You can miss the dickens out of him and tell anyone who asks that he was the greatest father that anyone could ever have. And you can be glad yeah, that, that he's at peace and that he's not in pain and that he got his wish that he's had for probably longer than four years, which yeah. is just to be done with it. Yeah. Ugh. So that, that whole thing, like, I've got to say that out, like part of the grieving process is I got to say that out loud and not be ashamed of it. Right. No. And I think it's really impactful and I'm glad you shared it. Cause I think that you're not alone. I think people quietly when, when a loved one, there's it is such, it is so rare for somebody to pass peacefully with no symptoms. Like that, that just is not a thing that happens, you this know, reminded me of stranger things. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. We're talking about your dead dad. So we're going to get back, get back to that, but we're, we're very late to watching stranger things. Kim refuses. And I can't watch it. And so I cover my eyes and I'm like, just tell me what's happening. And there was a scene where one of the guys is being like ripped apart by aliens. Four of them, four of them. And he's like, I don't want to give any spoilers. Although it happened, you know, early on, he's like, okay, well, I, um, right now he's, um, he is, um, he has passed away peacefully surrounded by his family and friends. And I can hear on the screen, like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, stop it. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I I just, (laughs) that doesn't happen. Like you don't, you don't like, it's so rare. So that, so, so much of the dying process is just pure agony. Yeah and despair yeah and so so much of it is i mean we had another loved one pass recently it was a, it was a true tragedy and mm-hmm. that would that it was tr- before it's time bef- way before time true tragedy and like that is it is that is so rare for that to happen and that's a totally different like that funeral was so different and the weight of that felt different so there's no relief there no that is true tragedy but in your situation yeah there's some relief anywho um thank no thank you i, I, I and uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of those questions and I, I'm just always so grateful that people uh, care enough about me to ask. 
Um, and that's just, that's very thoughtful to ask. And I'll always be happy to answer. Yeah. We love you guys. Seriously. We feel really lucky that every single day that we get to be a part of this community. So thank you. Can't wait to hear everyone's comments about youth sports. I think oh that's going to, is that going to be the most commented about thing or is it going to be, I, what's it going to be? But here's the thing. I rant against it, but I participate in it. Actively. Actively. 100%. You're ranting against yourself right now. I know. And I, it's a, it's a problem. Yeah. And I, but I feel like if I take myself out and I take my kids out of it, then they're not going to make the teams and then they're sad and I can't have my kids experience discomfort. <laughs> no, that cannot happen. My kids must experience joy at all times. And success. And success. And learn hard work and perseverance and resilience, but I must pave the way for them. And be in the highest percentile. <laughs> God, we're terrible. No, I'm the guy from South Park. Okay, bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.